Hey, where are you going, Jim? The elevator's over here. Taking the stairs. But our meeting's up on 8. Yeah, I know. But that's eight floors up. That's like eight times eight. I don't A lot of stairs. That's the point. I've already lost a few pounds and earned almost $100 in wellness incentives. Whoa, you're getting rewarded for working out? Yeah, I know. I'm just as surprised as you are, Bob. Fearless is full of surprises. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits and sign up at fepblue.org slash choose blue by December 11th. What's up, everybody? This is Tuesday, August 16th, and this is Locked On Patriots, your daily Patriots podcast. I am Jeff Howe of the Boston Herald, and the Patriots are one full joint practice with the Chicago Bears into the week. The biggest news that came during Monday's workout, of course, I'm sure you've heard by now, was the injury to Rob Gronkowski. Now, at the timing of this taping, I have absolutely no idea what Rob Gronkowski's injury status is. We still don't know even what area of the body he injured. And so with that, it's hard to tell you how long he's going to be out. If he'll be out there Tuesday morning during the second showing practice with the Bears or if he's going to miss an extended period of time. I don't know. I have absolutely no idea. But I want to use that injury, that episode, which I'll get to in a second, to really break down the tight end position because it's been an interesting group of players to watch and study through the first 14 practices of training camp. And Rob Gronkowski's injury really pushes some of those developments to the forefront. Now let's start with Gronk, in case you weren't really able to follow along during Monday's practice, whether it was you were there in person or or you followed along on Twitter or at the Boston Herald or however you get your information. If you weren't able to catch up with this stuff, Tom Brady tried to hit Rob Gronkowski down the right side of the field during the first pass of seven on sevens. The ball was thrown just over Rob Gronkowski's head. He kind of pulled up a little bit and hobbled, took about three gimpy steps or hops, however you want to put it, toward the sideline. Almost like he pulled something in his leg, but He never reached for a muscle in his leg. He sort of just slowly walked to the sideline and then back toward the direction of the huddle, but never really got back with his team. He really just sort of stood there and and watched Tom Brady's final four throws of that seven-on-seven period before he walked behind Brady and got with the quarterback for just about a moment until head trainer Jim Whalen walked over at about the same exact time. Whalen brought Gronkowski toward the back end of the practice field. They walked slowly together. And again, Gronk never favored any part of his body, so it's hard to to sit here and speculate what it was. And I'm not really going to do that, but they walked off the back end of the field. Whalen left Gronk, and then Gronk walked all the way back to the locker room by himself. There was a cart in the area not for Gronkowski, but it's a good sign, I think, that Gronk didn't need to ride that cart back uh, 150, 200 plus yards just to get to the building, and then about another 150 yards down the tunnel to the locker room. So that is a long walk for those players when they're injured, and that's why you see a lot of them take the cart. And again, I, I think maybe it's a good sign that Gronk didn't need the cart, but we truly don't know what Gronk's injury is at this point. So without him out there, I think that highlights the Patriots' strategy of not playing Gronk in the preseason. And that sort of looked like a formality at this point anyway. I've told you guys since 
May, I think, that the Patriots were heavily considering sitting Gronk down for the duration of the preseason, and he was the only player who was in uniform Thursday night against the Saints but didn't see the field. So clearly that is part of the plan at this point. But I think you see it, a, an injury, whatever it happens to be like this, reinforce that notion that you don't need Gronk out there. And yeah, he he appeared to tweak something or pull something or who knows. He injured something during Monday's workout, and those things can happen Anytime you're out there working out, running around, doing whatever at full speed, trying to get after a ball uh, that's thrown over your head, whether it's a game or, or whatever, but you don't need to run the risk of him suffering a contact injury in those games. So again, I think that just sort of reinforces the fact that Rob Gronkowski is not going to play a preseason snap, and I have yet to find anybody who follows the Patriots who would argue with that type of stance. But like I was saying, I wanted to get to just the tight end position in general because it is an interesting group. Now, Martellus Bennett was the big free agent acquisition, or the big acquisition this offseason, a trade acquisition from the Bears, of course, and arguably the biggest guy that they brought in this offseason. Whether it was the draft, free agency, trades, the Patriots were active yet again. And Martellus Bennett has been streaky with Tom Brady, catching passes in bunches, but he's been a little more consistent with Jimmy Garoppolo. You saw their chemistry quite a bit when Garoppolo was looking at Bennett in the preseason opener against the Saints, but it's more than just that. Martellus Bennett has caught 22 passes on Garoppolo throws in team drills through this point in practice. Now, 14 practices. That's tied with Aaron Dobson, or excuse me, that's one less than Aaron Dobson has to lead Garoppolo's receivers through this point in training camp. And those 22 catches, that's just to put... A little context to it. James White is next with 19. And then you've got Gronk with 16. Chris Harper with 16. Chris Hogan with 14. DeAndre Carter at 10. And then everybody else is in single digits. So to have 22 catches, that that just shows you how popular Bennett is when Garoppolo's looking for a guy to throw to. And then you look at Brady, of course. He's going to play three quarters of the regular season. And Bennett has caught 15 balls off Brady passes. The most to this point is Rob Gronkowski with 21 connections with Tom Brady. To put that in further context, DeAndre Carter, who's having a nice camp, has 18 from Brady. Aaron Dobson has 17. Brandon Bolden, Martellus Bennett each have 15. Chris Harper has 13. James White has 13. So uh, there's a it's a little more crowded at the top from, from Brady's receivers, but Garoppolo has leaned on Martellus Bennett quite heavily. And that's a good sign because he's a, he's a tough player to cover. He's been a tough player for the Patriots to cover, for the Saints last week. And he had three catches from Garoppolo during Monday's practice. You know, Jimmy Garoppolo had a good practice against the Bears. Now, it was with the second string offensive line, and it was mostly against second string Bears defenders. They all essentially, uh, Garoppolo and Brady, due to the numbers, the injuries, what have you, they've been rotating the same skill players, so they're all working with first and second stringers, or however you want to label them at this point in camp. But Garoppolo was the second guy in throughout the day, but he played well. He was 13 of 18 in team drills, and 9 of 12 and 11 on 11s, and those are the ones that you put a lot more stock in, because Look, they're not playing 7-on-7 seven seven football outside of a random media game around here. And the 9-of-12 performance in the 11-on-11s was it was good, it was consistent, and he ended the day with a, an absolute missile to 
Devin Lucian on a post route, a short post route in the back of the end zone for a touchdown. One of Garoppolo's most decisive, hardest throws. It was a laser beam at any point this training camp. The other thing I liked about Garoppolo, he had 13 completions, and they went to 10 different players. So he's spreading the ball around more. He's not relying on guys as much as he did, I think, last week when he was struggling a little more. Bennett had three of those catches, and then DeAndre Carter had two. Nobody else had more than one, so he's spreading it around freely. And I think that's a good sign. He's not going to hit 10 guys over the course of a game, so you put that in context a little bit. But he's the fact that he is looking all over the place is really, I think it's a good sign. I think it's a good point in his development in that sometimes these things happen. If you, There are practices when Garoppolo or Brady is going to throw it 30 to 35 times and you're going to hit 10 players. But when you've only got 13 completions, I think the fact that he went to 10 players is it's noteworthy. Now, I've criticized Garoppolo at points in training camp for throwing too much to Donald Brown or, or James White, depending on which day of practice it was. So now I just want to circle back and I want to give garoppolo credit for spreading it around more than he has so a good day for him but let's get back into the tight ends without gronk on the field brady struggled throwing the tight ends he was just three of eight when targeting aj derby and martellus bennett over the duration of the remainder of practice so he had a tough time there and he didn't connect with bennett once he connected with derby three times and he actually got pretty pretty angry at derby for not being able to come down with a pass over the middle of the field late during the two-minute portion of practice. So he, he saw some fire, but it wasn't, it also wasn't the, it wasn't a good day for, for Brady in the offense. Brady was 12 of 23 out there in team drills, and they were lethargic. It, it wasn't, he just wasn't getting guys who were doing a lot for him. And I'm sure it's frustrating at this point when Gronk walks off the field and Brady looks to the sideline and sees Julian Edelman out there, but being held to the side and not being able to participate in team drills. And then looking off to the other field and seeing Danny Amendola still in shorts as he rehabs his injury. And Keyshawn Martin down on the other fields doing conditioning runs going on two weeks now. So it's Brady's not, he, he doesn't have his starters to really work with. Neither does Garoppolo, of course, but uh, again, I think there's some frustration when Brady goes through some streaks of inconsistency or, or days with some inconsistent production out of his pass catchers. And I think he let a little of that fly when A.J. Derby couldn't haul in a ball late in practice. Now, Derby's an important name because he was essentially an unknown after he lost pretty much the entirety of his rookie season back in 2015. Sixth-round draft pick out of Arkansas. Uh, because he was a convert to the tight end position late in his college career, again, we just didn't know a lot about him. And then he goes down early, and we didn't see anything from him, spent the entire regular season on injured reserve, and then came back this year and, and with Gronk, Bennett, and then the Patriots gave Clay Harbor a good contract. It was just like, all right, they've got their three right there, and then there's a line. But because Clay Harbor missed the first week and a half of practice, and A.J. Derby got off to a pretty good start, along with Bryce Williams, who has also been injured over the last week or so and, and lost all the momentum that he created, the undrafted rookie Bryce Williams there. Uh, you saw Derby start to separate himself, and I think one of the best battles over the next three weeks could be A.J. Derby versus Clay Harbor. 
And I don't know if maybe they, they think they can keep A.J. Derby on the practice squad. Now, Derby looked pretty good in the Saints preseason opener, or the preseason opener against the Saints. And eventually teams are going to take notice. And I remember a few years back when the Patriots had a couple good tight ends in uh, Will Yateman and Lee Smith, rookies. Uh, Lee Smith was a draft pick out of Marshall. And Yateman was an undrafted guy, former lacrosse player, who kind of surged late in camp. The Patriots thought they were going to get both of those guys snuck onto the practice squad during the final round of roster cuts, and they both got snagged up, and I believe both by AFC East teams. I think Yateman went to the Bills, and, and the Dolphins took Smith, if I remember correctly. I might have that wrong, but either way, uh, both of those guys were at Gillette Stadium on that day of roster cuts, or the following day, the Sunday, when the waiver claims started to come in and they could teams could start building their practice squads and they found out they were being employed now by two new different two new teams so you can't ever assume that you can just cut a guy and somebody else hasn't taken notice especially a tight end in the new england patriots system Uh, there are scouts at every single one of these games they're quite frankly probably scouts at some of these practices where there are thousands and thousands of fans it's pretty easy to blend in And all these teams can look and see Gronk, Bennett, and then Harbor and notice, hey, if there's a good tight end down there, chances are they're going to hit the waiver system and should we jump on them? All these teams have to be debating these things. You know, the Patriots look at other stack depth charts around the league and and have the same sort of debates. And I remember after they lost Smith and Yateman that, that day, Bill Belichick said they never cut a player they're not afraid to lose. But... There's no doubt in my mind, Belichick didn't admit it, but there's no doubt in my mind that there are some players that they absolutely don't want to lose. So these are sort of the things that I think teams sometimes hope take care of themselves, whether it's due to injury or, you know, maybe a veteran that they signed. Not that you want to give money away to a guy who doesn't come in and earn it, but, you know, maybe that that veteran just doesn't play as well as they hoped and, and it makes the decision to keep the younger guy a whole lot easier for them. But again, we're talking, we got three weeks left of good competition before the Patriots have to start making some of these choices. But A.J. Derby's rise has been important. Another thing I mentioned earlier, I believe last week, we're now in week three of the Locked On Patriots podcast, is James Devlin, who the Patriots almost universally refer to as the best fullback in the NFL. Patriots have a very cloudy situation at running back right now with how many guys they can potentially carry. Uh, whether or not they're, or when they're going to activate Dion Lewis from the pup list. Again, the only update I have there is he feels ready to go, and we're just, he's just waiting to see when Bill Belichick is feels that it's time to put him on the field. And uh, Donald Brown has been out for the last couple of weeks. DJ Foster has never gotten going because of his injury. So right now, if they have to roll in in the regular season, Brandon Bolden because of his special teams contributions and some capability in the offense James White has looked good in practice had a nice play nice couple plays in the preseason game against the Saints LeGarrette Blunt is really the veteran the guy that you can count on between the tackles and do you go as far as Tyler Gaffney is James Devlin does he count as a fullback or a running back if you want to include him in that backfield mix Or do they view him as an H-back or a tight end because he's been working with the tight ends during positional drills? So he's kind of an interesting guy to figure out what the Patriots are going to do with too. And 
this all sort of goes hand in hand as to how many tight ends can you carry can you carry aj derby and clay harbor if you're also planning on carrying james devlin as a running back when there's some overlap especially with i think once they are able to figure out what they want to do with clay harbor use him as an h-back use devlin as an h-back i think that's just a little too much carryover at that point in the roster when you have some tight battles and some guys that you probably don't want to expose to the waiver wire so a lot of stuff that is really going on here that the patriots have to sort out in the coming weeks but we'll we'll assess and monitor this rob gronkowski injury as closely as we can we know anytime that he sneezes if rob gronkowski has a cold it's huge news all around new england so you're going to hear all about this stuff uh hopefully look for my sake i'm trying to get this information to you as soon as possible too so hopefully you hear about it sooner than later because this is something the patriots really want to have figured out and you know not that it has any real impact in the next few weeks but <laughs> let's not you know let's not get into the obvious with how how important he is to the patriots offensive system so one thing i want to get to here before i i let you go for the day uh if you want to sponsor the Locked On Patriots podcast. You can hit me up at jeff.howe at bostonherald.com. We are listened to by an audience that it comprises of 98% men, and they're between the ages of 18 and 44. So if that's your target audience, if that's who you're trying to reach, if that's who you want to hear, you're, if you want them to hear your company's name, hit me up. You can sponsor Locked On Patriots. Uh, we have very, very reasonable rates. And again, jeff.howe at bostonherald.com. Uh, just a couple quick things that also developed on Monday. Uh, the, the fights at training camp, very interesting. Uh, not surprising because the Bears fight with each other pretty much every single day out in Chicago. So not too much of a, a shock that they brought their, their fighting ways to New England. Alshon Jeffrey started something with Malcolm Butler. Seemed a little innocent, a little competitive. A couple alpha males just going back and forth. A couple guys working on an island with each other throughout a very, very hot practice. And then, you know, you got another guy coming in in Scruggs, kind of elevates, escalates the situation. The next thing you know, boom, you got a huge circle with probably 40, 50, 60 players uh, split between each team, shoving, yelling at each other, you know, going for some headshots there with their helmets on. Uh, Some fun stuff to watch during training camp. Breaks up the monotony there. And then later in the workout, you had Lamar Houston, Remember, he had a very, very he had a real eventful trip to Gillette Stadium a few years ago. But Lamar Houston went after a former teammate, Martellus Bennett, who was not the most popular guy in the Bears' locker room. It sounds uh, to to get another thing going during the, uh, the field goal period to wind down practice. So even when you think that these things are starting to to simmer down and the workout's just about over, you still got Bears going after Patriots. And then you got Patriots retaliating a little bit the way Mar- uh, Malcolm Butler did. But fun stuff. Butler had to go back to the locker room. That's Bill Belichick's practice policy. Uh, it's been in place for a long, long time, years, especially in terms of joint practices. Never forget the Aaron Dobson, Carrie Williams practice with the Eagles back in tw- or fight with the Eagles back in 2013 when Carrie Williams just kind of went off on butler and said he was just basically or went off on dobson was just looking to pick a fight and that was the guy who was in his way at the time so uh jeffrey had to watch the rest of the practice from the sideline wanted to keep playing but john fox went into the huddle and pulled him out 
and then an assistant coach did the same for Lamar Houston in that special teams period. All those guys are expected back on the field Tuesday, so we'll see if any of that bad blood carries over. It's good to see a little competition, a little fire out of Malcolm Butler, who was having a pretty good go of it with Alshon Jeffrey during that practice. And then uh, some late news on Monday, Brock Vereen, Patriots safety, third-year safety, a couple days before his 24th birthday, decided to retire. We don't know why, uh, but kid was having a good camp. He was going to have a really difficult time making the 53-man roster just because of the depth the Patriots have at the safety position. But he was another practice squad candidate. He could have returned to the practice squad, spent a lot of the last season on the Patriots practice squad, and again, had two pass breakups and two interceptions at this point in training camp. Was a participant in practice as recently as Sunday, missed the Monday workout, and then it was announced that he retired. So, well, uh, hopefully we get some answers there. All the best to him as he moves on from football. But we'll see you back at Gillette Stadium on Tuesday for day two of the Patriots' three-day joint practice sessions with the Chicago Bears going into the Patriots' second preseason game against the Bears on Thursday night at Gillette Stadium. It's going to continue to be a fun week. It's a hot week. I would expect these tempers, these competitions to continue to flare up. And we'll see how the Patriots respond after getting provoked a little bit during Monday's workout. Bill Belichick doesn't want to see it, but hey, you know how these things go sometimes in training camp. So it should be another fun day of action down at Gillette Stadium. We'll see you guys on Wednesday. What you doing? I'm running out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you. Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figured out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions.